This is the Qatar's podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 6, Episode 3. Cultivating a Global Mindset. Romania. Hi, I'm Michael, and welcome back to the Qatar's podcast. Hope you've been enjoying the new topics we've been looking at. I hope you enjoyed episode two when we looked at Egypt and episode one when we looked at Iceland. If you've not listened to those, make sure you click on the links in the show notes and go back and check those out. Like I say, a huge thank you to our sponsor for the Catalyst podcast, the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. I'm going to be there. And the Masterclass Sessions, they have people that are incredible in business and in life, and they do these online classes and you can uh, attend the talks, but you can also ask some questions. You can watch the recordings. It's fantastic. And very kindly, they've gifted us as a competition for the whole of this season. If you send me a quick email, michael at catalyst.co.uk, or comment on social media when you see these posts about the podcast, just tell me something you're enjoying from the season. You'll be entered into a draw, and every month you'll get a chance to win a four-year subscription to the Masterclass Sessions completely free. So if you'd like to, that to be you, to help you in your life and help you in your business, check it out. And also, I've got a brand new book called Loving Leadership. It's the best thing I've ever written, and I'm very proud of it. If you like this material and you like my first book, make sure you click on the link in the show notes so you can buy yourself a copy of that. So in this season, we're looking at how you can cultivate this global mindset, this awareness of all different people and countries, and how it can help you tap into the abundance and the potential for your business and for your relationships and for your life. And in the first episode, we looked at my most recent trip of Iceland, and that was wonderful. And then last time we went all the way back to my first ever trip, which was to Egypt. And today we're going to go even further back to when I was only about 20. So this was, what, 17 years ago? Do the math. This is one of my absolute favourite countries, and I could talk for hours about Romania. Romania changed my life, and you'll hear about why. And so why did I go to Romania? Well, I was at Chester University in my second year, and I was doing drama and English. And as part of this drama course, we were allowed to pretty much do whatever we want. And one of our teachers arranged for this trip to Romania. And what we were doing is we were doing travelling all down the west of Romania and staying in houses of um, host people. And they would, they would stay with the families. It was brilliant. And we go into these schools and colleges and work with kind of 16 to 18-year-olds, helping them to express themselves through drama through what we take for granted in this country, in the UK, of like warm-up games and improvising and expressing yourself. They didn't really have a lot of that, and so they've been through incredible hardships, and our kind of value we're trying to posit was to help them to express themselves through drama, and it was, honestly, it was absolutely incredible. And there were so many wonderful moments and aspects to it, and it, it fundamentally did change my life. So staying with the families was great because they'd show us the real country, and we, we had a great time as the group of us that went out and we, we really bonded, saw some incredible uh, landscape and architecture, some of the best food I've ever had in my life. It was truly a life-changing experience because of the fourth thing that it taught me, which you'll hear about today, taught me four very important lessons. And so I want to get straight into them. So the first lesson that I learned being in Romania in relation to opening my mind to this kind of global way of thinking was to be open and I suggest and hope that you can be open to unexpected opportunities and unexpected things that happen. So the first one is obviously I never thought that I'd get to go to another country and help people who, you know, had been through some incredibly difficult things to express themselves through something that I could teach them. That's incredible. If you're doing 
part of a drama society. You don't think you're going to be going to a different country and get the chance to train people in ways to express themselves. That was amazing. That was an incredible opportunity. But sometimes the opportunities are fun and totally random. So I'll give an example. When we were um, in the Carpathian Mountains in Transylvania and we were in Romlikavortia, we went out to this village and we found an Irish bar. Right. So first of all, an Irish bar in Romania. I wasn't expecting that. And then neither was I expecting that they had karaoke on that night. Now, I'm in a band, right, and we play music, and I sing, and I play guitar, but I'd never actually done karaoke in my life. I don't mind doing it. I'm not scared of doing it, but I'd never actually done it. <laughs> and and then, I can't believe this, but they had they were doing Grease. Now, if you've never watched the musical Grease or seen the film, check it out. It's really, really good. It's like a high school couple, and they have some great songs. And they were doing Grease and saying, come on, Mike, you can get up, you can do karaoke. Now, I actually played lead guy Danny in a high school production when I was in year 11 of Greece. so I knew all the songs <laughs> so I did I went up on stage and I sang I think it was Grease Lightning I can't remember on stage in this Irish bar full of Irish people and Romanians and it was random it was so random now I could have turned it down and gone oh no I don't want to do that but I did and it was amazing and I got talking to the owner and he's Irish and he'd come out and fall in love with this Romanian girl and they'd open a bar together and it was just amazing. If you'd have told me I'd be in Transylvania singing Greece in an Irish bar in Romania, I'd never believed you. But I just thought, why not? You know, while I'm here, I'll have a go. And also in the same village, another unexpected thing which I never saw in my life and I've never seen since. They have a lot of bears in the mountains. Now bears are obviously very dangerous, you want to leave them alone. And sometimes they would wander into the village and the towns. So they told me, the locals, that a way that they'd handle this, get this, right, is to create bear crossings where the bears cross over, like a zebra crossing. And I was like, really? I don't believe you. And they showed me a sign with a picture of a bear on and told me that in the evenings, often when the people aren't around, the bears come in to scavenge and scraps in the dustbins and they all cross the road on the bear crossing. And I was like, really? And they said, no, look, they figured it out. Because think about it, when a bear crosses down a stream, it's figured out if it crosses in this lower water, it's safer. It's obviously figured out that if it crosses on this bit, it doesn't get hit by these human cars, right? And so the bears use the crossings. It's a bear crossing. And I was just, I was just thinking, that's absolutely mad. So that's the first lesson it really taught me in Romania. And there were all sorts of adventures and opportunities and things that happened in Romania. Be open to unexpected opportunities um, because you never know, especially when you're a different, in a different country. Just things can, can happen and just stay open so you might have a bit of fun. <laughs> the second one is a very important one that I learned this in Romania and I think also in France, which I'll come to in another episode. But the second one is that learning a language really does open the doors to you to all sorts of opportunities and people because not a lot of people I don't think in the UK necessarily learn Romanian but we learned some phrases before we went out because we thought it was very important for respect for the families we're staying in right when I actually started learning it it was very interesting because it's very much a romance language um, and Latin based like Spanish and French and Italian and a lot of it sounds very Italian these are a ciao and, and it's very interesting so I learned some basic Romanian, right? Not not much at all. And of course, the locals loved telling us all sorts of swear words and phrases. But there was one moment when I learned, in that moment, the true value that opening, um, reading, sorry, that learning a language can, can give you in opening doors. And it was with my host, and he was called Sergiu in the first place we stayed in. Sergiu is Romanian. I'll never forget, he had this bright yellow jumper. 
and he always wore it. And he had a Russian friend called Radu. So there's Mike and Radu and Sergio, right? And we were hanging out and they're great people. And Radu didn't speak English at all. He's Russian. He spoke Romanian, but he didn't speak English at all. And Sergio obviously spoke very good English and he talked to me and translate. But there was this moment we went out for some drinks and we're walking down the street and talking in, you know, I was talking broken Romanian and Sergio was translating and Radu just suddenly starts rapping in fluent English. He starts rapping out Eminem's Cleaning My Closet and he's going, I'm sorry, mama, I never thought I'd hurt you. I never want to make you cry, but tonight I'm cleaning out my closet. And he stares at me as he finishes the final word in English and then carries on talking in Romanian. And I was thinking, you can't do that. You can't talk a bit of English to me and not know what it means and then go back to speaking Romanian. And I realised if I didn't speak Romanian, right, the link between the English person and the Russian person was Romanian. And that night I'd gone out with with my host and with, with um, Radu, but a lot of the group, the English group, they didn't, they stayed in, they didn't go out. And I wanted to, and I wanted to be around them, and I wanted to speak the language as much as possible. And a lot of it went over my head and I didn't understand. But just by being willing to do that and go out there and feel a bit foolish and not really know what was going on the whole time, we actually had a really good time and we got really close. We did, we got really close, me and Sergio and Radu, and we got a great picture together. And I thought, huh, if I'd stayed in that night or didn't speak the language or you know didn't, wasn't willing to be a bit ignorant, a bit stupid... We wouldn't have had that lovely moment with the rapping walking down the street, you know, and I wouldn't have been able to connect with that Russian guy speaking through Romanian because he didn't speak English and I didn't speak Russian. So that's the second thing. It really taught me quite powerfully that reading, learning a language will truly open up the doors for you, especially if you're a native English speaker because a lot of people want to speak English. So if you can speak English well plus another language, all sorts of doors open up to you. I remember I had a great friend at university called Will and he was Polish and he spoke, spoke fluent Polish and didn't see it as a, a gift. And I was like, no, this is really helpful. So if you can speak another language as well as English, you're doing fantastically well. The third lesson that it taught me, um, which is very important, I did an episode in a previous podcast called Don't Believe What They Say, Go and See. And it was inspired by a card my mum got for me. I mean, it had that phrase on the front of it. And I was reminded that it's very easy to believe what other people tell us, right? what the government tells you, what your parents tell you, what your partner tells you, what your family tells you, what the, the media tell you, because we, you can't know everything, especially in business, you know, we learn all the time, don't we? We're so ignorant and we, re, we require the expertise and leverage from other people's knowledge to run our businesses and that's fine, but there's a fine line when we start to allow people to affect what we think and what we do and it's often the people that are supposedly well-meaning or even the people that we love and a lot of it is based on ignorance. So, for example, when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about Romania. All I knew about Romania was on TV at Christmas, there might be a shoebox appeal, and they wanted us to help orphans by doing shoebox appeals and putting toys and shoeboxes and send them to orphans. And that orphanage happened to be in Romania. And we did it one year, and that's all I knew. That was literally all I knew about Romania. When I went, the internet was around, but it wasn't quite as open as it is now, and you couldn't just you know, look at things on your smartphone because smartphones didn't exist. And Romania used to be a communist country. And then after the fall of Ceausescu, it became more democratic. And I didn't know anything about communist countries. I'd never been to, up until that point to a communist or former communist country. And I wanted to go out and see it for myself, right? So I remember when I went there and I was speaking to one of my host's fathers and he worked at a theatre. And I just asked him, I said, what was it like 
being a communist country. Never mind what the government would tell me in the UK. Never mind what other people might tell me. What was it actually like? And he told me, dead honest, he said, in a way, some things were better, some things were worse. And then he told me what was what was better and what was worse. And it was that was really important to me. And that was a shift in, in me trying to acquire knowledge and trying to understand the world where I realised I'm going to try and base what I think I know on the people I've actually spoken to who live in a country or the countries I've actually been to. Because if I'm basing a lot of my knowledge on somewhere I've never been, it might not be like that when I get there. And that was proven to be true every single country I've been to since, to just keep an open mind and say, I, re- I really don't know until I go. Or what are a group of people from a country like, I don't know, I've not met them. And to base it on what I've learned from real life experience, to not believe what I'm being told by somebody, spoon fed straight away, figure out for myself, make my own conclusions. And that was so true about Romania. Up until going to Romania, I knew nothing. Coming back, you know, if anybody said to me, would, would you like, would you, should I go to Romania? Yeah, go. 100%. Some of the kindest people I've ever met, some of the best food that I've ever had, some of the most beautiful landscapes and scenery. Absolutely incredible. Some of, some of the most hospitable people I've ever met. And it changed my life. And I'm so glad that I went and kind of saw it for myself because now when I speak from it about it, I speak from experience and I can close my eyes and see places and see the people I met. I remember I've got one image in mind as I'm talking to you right now and it's in a school hall. We were all given a single rose by the, by the children for coming and working with them and we all put the roses in our teeth and took a group photo. That's gorgeous. That's a beautiful real life experience that I got from this place that I wouldn't have had if I just didn't go. You know, so don't believe what people tell you about a country, about a, a people, and unless you've experienced it yourself, try it out. They might be right, they might be totally wrong. There's some good aspects to that, there's some bad aspects to that. I'm not saying it's a perfect country at all, but I learned a lot more about it. So, you know, before I went, I thought the country was very poor, and then I found out some people in the country are very poor, and some are very affluent, and I found out about how the money system works there, and the middle class is different, and all these things. But again, I learned this from the people that were telling me, right? Rather than just what I think ignorantly. So don't believe what people tell you. Go and find out for yourself. <laughs> and the final, and this was why Romania had such a positive impact on my life. And I'd like to hope on me as a person and my business of Catals. I hope this aspect I'm going to tell you about now runs through everything it taught me. And it's the power of hospitality. Now, I don't know where you live and I, I don't know where you're hearing this from. But in the UK, hospitality is pretty good. You get a cup of tea, you get a biscuit, you go to somebody's house. We joke about the difference in north and south and some people say the north is more friendly. I won't get into that. But hospitality, that ability to make people feel welcome in your home, around you. There is the whole hospitality sector. There's a whole sector built around that ability to make people feel comfortable at ease You know, when you go to a hotel. But I, I learned this at a whole other level. So firstly, in Romania, every single family I stayed with was amazing. They were all so kind, they were all so hospitable. But there were several aspects where I learned just how important hospitality is to Romanian people and how well they can demonstrate it and why I should up my game in making people feel welcome, not just in my house, but around me in general. The first was um, the bottle of wine. So I remember going to a house. Now, if you go to a house, you know, say in the UK for a meal or something, might bring a bottle of wine it's a kind thing to do even if they don't drink wine it's like a nice thing to do over there they give you a bottle of wine 
and I was staggered by this. We came to this person's house, and he said, oh, I haven't got a bottle of wine for you, Mike. I said, what? And he went out and got some, and he said, here you go for coming to my house. And I was one of three visitors, and they all got, we all got a bottle of wine. So never mind a cup of tea, they give you a bottle of wine to take away. That's how much they value you as a guest in their house. I was like, what? And the idea being that you should have got something from being with them that you can then take away. You should come away better for having been in their house, right? And I used to like keep sweets and things for people when they used to visit my house afterwards, for years afterwards, just to try and make them feel the same. And the second thing was the food. They would always put on the best food. I had the best tea I've ever had in Romania. And it wasn't so much the tea bags, it was the water and the way they did this thing. They didn't even have milk in the tea, it was just incredible. Best tea. And the fact they're willing to put you out, right? So the, what I remember when the mums tell me, said, no, we get taxis, we don't, you know, we don't have cars, we get taxis. Um, but we'll make sure we've always got good food on the table. And I stayed with a guy called Octavian Tavi, he liked me to call him. And now this guy had like a hole in the in the wall with a stick in to put the toilet roll on, right? This wasn't like a super affluent person, but he made sure we had the best sausages for breakfast. We had, you wouldn't believe what we had for breakfast. And I know this guy was really putting himself out there and I was blown away by it. And one story sums up the hospitality so well. I was staying with, with this girl and her parents. And we went out to this club. And we came back at like one in the morning. And now the parents, by the way, had let me have their bedroom. And they were staying on the living room floor. So we're coming, you know, quiet. And I'm thinking, I don't want to wake them up. And she says to me, hey, Mike, are you hungry? And I was like, well, actually, yeah, I am, I am a bit hungry. There's a smit in the fridge. And she goes, don't worry, no problem. And she goes into the living room and shouts out, Mama, Mama, wake up, wake up. Michael's hungry. And I was like, no, no, please, please, no, no. And she goes, it's fine, it's fine, sit down. And the mum comes in, you know, scrubbing her head, putting on a dressing gown. Oh, sit down, sit down, I made this for you. And she had a massive pot that she warmed up on the stove, cracks open, this is a quarter past one in the morning, cracks open a beer, gives me a loaf of bread, sticks me this massive bowl of sausage and potato soup, leans against the stove, asks me questions and watches me as I eat the whole thing, right? Now, it took me like a long time to eat it, like 20 minutes at least. And as soon as I finished it, she's like, was that good? And I said, oh, so good. I'm so full. She goes, great, good. Bang. And puts in a whole second bowl. And I didn't have the heart to not eat it. So I ate the whole second bowl. She went to bed and I waddled into bed. Right. But can you imagine bringing that level of making people feel welcome, that level of understanding, that level of love into your business, into your relationships, so that you're like a walking example of hospitality. Anytime you walk into a room, you make it better when you walk out. Or you, at least you try. People feel welcome around you. They want to be around you, not because of you, how you make them feel. That is what I learned from Romania. These people didn't have things to give, and yet they gave, right? It was absolutely life-changing. So being open to those unexpected opportunities, having fun with it, learning the language, opening the door, not believing what I was told before I went, basing it on what I actually learned from them, and the power of hospitality, the sheer power to make another person feel comfortable, calm, safe, happy and welcome. Try bringing that into your business, you won't go far wrong. So I hope you found that helpful and enjoyable. One of my favourite countries remain. If you get the chance to go, just go. It's an absolutely gorgeous country and amazing people. And just try one of those things from today. Maybe you could start learning a new language or take your hospitality and your business up to another level. And even if you don't, right? Just know that right now, just as you are, Somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, mochimesk, as they say in Romania. Take care, speak soon.
So I've got some amazing positive facts here about Romania. Did you know that it's got one of the fastest internet speeds in the world? It's also got Europe's first electrified castle, a place called Pele's Castle. And it has one of the largest outdoor museums, a place called Spiu. And I went to Spiu um, because I went in 2006 and 2007. It was Europe's capital of culture. Beautiful place.